0: In his Olivet Discourse, Jesus warned the end-time generation of deceivers, wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence or pandemics, earthquakes in diverse places. Other prophecies foretell perilous times, world government, world religion, a global numbering system used to coerce people to worship the Antichrist. Well, we will analyze several events setting the stage for the scriptural end time scenario on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Wow. Deceivers inside and outside of the church. Think about that. Wars and rumors of wars. Famines. Heard about any famines lately or food shortages? Pestilence or pandemics. Perilous times. World government's. Global numbering systems to control the buying and selling of every person. Sounds ominous, doesn't it? Am I trying to scare you? Absolutely not. Jesus said, See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You say, Okay, Dave, well, 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 hold up. So, how can I not be troubled? When I hear about all of those ominous prophecies, because you have to look at the Bible as a whole, this is why having a working knowledge of God's word in the end time will set you free. What does the Bible say? You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free in your mind and the way you live your life. If you do not have a working knowledge of the Bible in the end time, you're the enemy can put you in a prison in your mind. This is where the battlefield is. It's right between your ears. It's in your mind. But when you know, when you have a working knowledge of the Bible, you understand the entire scope, the thesis of the Bible, your relationship with God, your relationship with mankind, what your purpose is in this life, in the end time, it can set you free. Matthew 6, verse 31 through 34, the Bible says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father, He knows that you have need of all of these things. None of this stuff, everybody, is coming as a surprise to God. God prophesied 2,000 years ago there would be a world government in the end time." He prophesied that there would be wars, rumors of wars, and that there would be a world, a world religion, a world, a mark of the beast system, a global numbering system, and food shortages, famines, pestilence, pandemics. He warned us about that years, thousands of years ago. And so nothing that is happening today came as a surprise to God. He knew it was going to happen before He ever created the earth. He's eternal. He knows the end from the beginning. He's already seen how it plays out. And He told you and me as Christians, don't be troubled. It's in Matthew 24. All these things are going to come to pass, but the end is not yet. So, take no thought, what you shall eat, drink, or wear. Your Heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. But here's here's the key. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You say, but, well, I want all these things added unto me, and I want God to take care of me, and I'm just living in the luxury and the in the love of the Lord. But are you seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness? There's a qualification here. Doesn't it say that? Therefore, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficiently unto the day is the evil thereof. So, throughout these times just ahead, do we see that as just one ominous event after another until the Lord comes back and catches us all out of here? It's it's in your perspective. How do I see the end time? Do I see it as that? Or, do I see it as I, as a Christian individual, have a purpose for my life from now until I either go by way of the grave or I hear that trumpet sound. What am I supposed to be doing? What's my uh, mental state? And we have all been given a commission, and that is to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God all the way to the end. Winning souls, building the kingdom of God. I've got a mission on my mind every day when i get up i've got to teach and preach the gospel to this world today and so i'm not consumed yes we do talk about world government and all these prophecies this is this is into the age the end time ministries this is what we do but we're only doing that to show you yes we're in the end time we're just prior to the second coming of jesus christ Shouldn't this put a sense of urgency in you to get out and reach this world for the cause of Jesus Christ? That's my mindset. That's the mindset of end time ministries and the end of the age program. So you say, well, Jesus talked about all this. Does this mean that during the end time we can all, you know, the Lord's going to take care of us. Too. What do we do? Just quit our jobs and let the Lord pay our bills and put food on the table, right? No. That's not what it's saying. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. So you say, well, I've had people say, well, uh, socialism's not in the Bible. Oh, yes, it is. The Bible says if you don't work, you're not supposed to eat. So you have to do the best you can. These scriptures here that Jesus talked about, these are for individuals who are putting the Lord first in their life. They're working to expand His kingdom in the earth. They're serving the needs of others before their own. And these are the individuals Jesus was talking about. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. A lot of people skip over that. Hey, the Lord said, take no thought what ye shall eat, drink, or wear. Your heavenly folly knows you have need of these things. So, I can just sit back and just cruise along, and the Lord will take care of me, and I don't have to worry about anything. The thing is, is you've got to do the best you can, live for God, do His will in your life, fulfill His purpose in your life, and God will help you all the way throughout the end time. And that's that's the mental state that you should have moving forward. Because... The end-time church will not be weak and anemic. The end-time church will be marching straight forward against the gates of hell. And the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We're going to win this world for the kingdom of Jesus Christ.
1: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463.
2: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online, and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the end time message Through the years my husband would say We will see revival like never before In the last days We are living in the end time now Thank you for walking this journey with us And continuing in prayer You are a part of the team Thank you for your generous support It is necessary for God's purpose The most important thing is That you are ready when the Lord comes Our hope is to help prepare you For that day God bless you and we love you
0: Well, welcome back, everybody. And as we go through here, I'm going to run down a scenario, what's going to happen throughout the end time. And we'll be talking about a lot of these different um, events that are happening right now in the news. But before we do, I want to make an announcement. I'll be in Bullard, Texas. Me and my wife will be down there this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning at a prophecy conference. And the venue is the Greater Life Church, 2751 FM, 3.44 in Bullard, Texas. And the pastor is Kenny Price. And the uh, I'll be there Saturday evening, July 16th, from 6 to 8 p.m. I'll be teaching my new lesson in the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Sunday morning, July 17th, I will be there doing Breaking Prophetic uh, News. That's from 11 to 1 p.m. Uh, 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and uh, looking forward to a great time in Bullard, Texas. If you need more information, you can go to our Intime.com and go to the Events tab, and it'll, when it comes down to conferences, hit that. All the information you need is there, maps, phone numbers, everything to get you guys to the conference down there in Bullard, Texas. Look forward to seeing you guys down there this weekend. Okay, so what do we need to do? Well, as always... You need to do the best you can. However, if you will focus... You need to do the best you can physically. However, if you will focus on building the Lord's kingdom instead of your own, very important, He will provide for you in the time of need. This is how we live our lives. I'm walking by faith. I'm trusting God. I'm a Spirit-led individual. And He... Leads and guides us by His Spirit. This is the way we're going to function in the end time. He said, Well, that's completely foreign to me. That's why we tell you you need to get involved in good Bible believing, Bible teaching churches. You need to get involved in Bible studies. Uh, Go online to the Jerusalem Prophecy College and go through the Jerusalem Prophecy College. It will bring you up to speed very quickly. It will actually bring you, take you from spiritual immaturity. To spirit to a spiritual maturity in a very short period of time. You say, "Well, Dave, I, I don't know how to pray. I, I, I just that's totally all that stuff's totally foreign to me." That doesn't mean you can't pray. It just means you may have never learned how or never taught. Prayer is very easily easy. A lot of people think, "Well, oh, I, you know, to have prayer, I got to light candles and I got to do a this uh, have like a seance and all this." No, no. Prayer is simply a conversation between you and the Lord. That's all prayer is. It's very easy. Lord, I love you. I worship you. I thank you for another wonderful day. I'm so thankful for all the blessings in my life. The next breath that I take, the next heartbeat comes from you. Thank you for my beautiful wife and my kids and my granddaughters and I thank you I have a place to live and uh, I, I've just got so much to thank you for, and I thank you for your word and this miracle that you performed. That's prayer, folks. That's it. It's a conversation between you and the Lord, and it's gonna. It's very well. It's the. It's an indispensable element in a Christian's walk. Okay, prayer life. Lord, I love you. I praise you. I worship your name. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I worship your name. I praise you. You're my God, my Lord, my God, and my Savior. And that's prayer. Wow. Okay, I'm not teaching a lesson on prayer, but I'm just saying that's prayer. It's very easy. Don't get all caught up in all the hocus pocus that some people would make it out to be. No, it's a conversation. It's It's a rest like you've never had. The Bible calls it a rest. And so it's pretty awesome. Maybe we'll do a a a, a series on or a, a lesson on prayer one of these days anyway of course there are uh there's some physical preparation you can do for the end time, but uh just you know can you just consider some of the um the food shortages and things like that other different shortages from when the coronavirus hit uh, according to scripture. There's going to be more pandemics, earthquakes, wars, tribulation in the end time. So it might not be a bad idea maybe to store up some rations for any kind of a catastrophe. It does not mean that you pack up and head for the hills, though. Because we've we've got a great commission, right? And you cannot, you know, we've got to teach the gospel to the entire world. So that's impossible if you're hiding in a cave somewhere. I've had people... You know, that have talked to us about going and moving it up to Colorado and, you know, all this stuff. And no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to be right here at this desk teaching, or probably another desk by then, hopefully. But we'll be right here teaching the truth all the way to the end, folks. And we've got some things that are coming up that are huge. Not going to tell you about them right now, but God is moving right now, and there's some big things. Uh, If you've seen my post, uh, in uh, the End Time 1000 post over the weekend, we had somebody put our, uh, it was Banners for Freedom. They put our End Time logo, our uh, phone number, endtime.com, on a big uh, sign on Times Square for seven days. Huge End Time sign. It didn't cost us a dime. Now, you think God is not working? It's awesome what God is doing right now. And there are a lot of big things coming, and we'll be Vince and Doug and I will be telling you about that in the near future. So, the American Thinker, they came out with an article today. I wanted to report to you, the name was the Davos, or the Davos, uh, the um, Klaus Schwab's De, uh, Davos, the uh, Great Reset, the uh, World Economic Forum, the Death Cult's Bad Moon Rising. That was the name of the article. It says, there's no denying what's barreling toward us. The Davos death cult is what he called it, and its great reset uh, deal with the devil to conquer the world is unleashing hell on the earth. Dutch farmers are fighting for the right to grow food in a build-back-better world dedicated to mass starvation. Now, you remember, that. Now when you read these articles, you know... It, it, these things could put you in a de- into depression if you did not. If I did not know the Word of God and know what was coming in this end time scenario and the prophecies and the church's role in the end time and great revival, I would have been in depression years ago about all this mess. But I'm not. I'm full of faith. I'm, we're walking straight forward as Christians. We're living for God. God's already perf- the revival's happening. But the great harvest is ahead of us now. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited about the end time. A lot of people want to try to scare. As I'm going through these articles today, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you we're in the end time, and, I mean, we're way off into the end time. Everything that Jesus talked about is happening. And so I'm not trying to scare you as we go through these articles. However, Jesus said you would see famines. The Daily Caller reported the United Nations World Food Program predicted a global food catastrophe over the next two years in a recent report. Now, some people have said, well, hey, I can guarantee you that's conspiracy theory and, and it's a conspiracy and that it's all by grand design. It's very possible that all this is by grand design. Most likely it is because they want to get the nations of the world to come to their knees economically. But what's their solution? We need a stronger world government for all of this. Because that's what they're trying to create, a world government. It's not going to be these things that bring us to a world government. It's in our opinion that it would eventually be World War III. On the heels of that, that's when the world, the, the world, uh, the the nations of the world are going to be willing to yield up their sovereignty totally, and their armies and their arms and everything else to this world-governing body. But think about it. The article goes on to say, manufacturing plants, when it talks about food shortages and famines, manufacturing plants and food distribution centers suspiciously burning down all over the world. Did that happen? I mean, they just miraculously just started burning down, right? I mean, nobody set a fire to them. Uh, You know, I mean, think about it. I'm not trying to cause... I'm not into conspiracy theories and I'm not into I, I want to be able to prove everything I say but I'm going through an article here and I'm wondering because I'm reading the same news you are and I'm looking at all these food manufacturing plants things that are happening not just here in the United States but in other parts of the world and then there, you've got the world government preaching food uh, shortages food shortages food shortages and then you got all these men food manufacturing plants burning down I mean think about it And it goes on to say the globalist project to kick up a hornet's nest in Russia's backyard in service to the U.S.-NATO rules-based international order. You've heard us talk about that before. The the end-time world government, the New World Order. They say that it has destroyed these mineral-rich farmlands throughout much of Ukraine while President Biden has killed domestic energy production and exacerbates American pain at the pump. And he's I know that most of you have heard about this. He's shipping America's strategic reserves of oil, petroleum, to our geopolitical enemies in China. I, I mean I'm, I'm speechless. Come on. Why would you do that? When our gas is five dollars plus a gallon now, and you're taking our reserve oil and shipping it to China? The article goes on to say we have chaos and carnage unlike anything most people now alive have ever seen. I'm 53 years old, and throughout most of my life, I mean, I, I came through the Cold War and things like that, but I was just getting out of high school, and it, it didn't really bother me that much. And then, So most of my life, I've never really felt some dire straits, kind of like where we're look, what it's looking like right now. Of course, I didn't have the Christian mindset then that I do now, but, and so that's why I'm not really affected by a lot of this. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. I'm still paying a lot for gas just like you are, but I've got a different perspective on life. It's a big, it's a, it's a liberating way to live. I'm telling you, but the Bible says that there'll be perilous times. The article says we've got chaos and carnage, unlike anything most people alive today have ever seen. But still, I suspect everything's going according to their plan, destroying entire nations in order to create a new world order. There are people that are not above that, I promise you. And it's run by, you know, a minuscule number of global financial elites. They're all involved in the central banks, the Bank for International Settlements. And, you you know, think about it. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, Right. And they used the the China virus to plunge the world into lockdowns and economic demolition while transferring saved wealth from the middle class to the Uber 1% of the 1%. They implemented vaccine passports, programs for mass surveillance, uh, widespread digital tracking to choke the freedom out of unsuspecting citizens, free United States citizens. And, of course, many of them have hidden behind the old Russia, 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 canard, well, um, to excuse the coming supply shortages and famines as the cost of saving democracy, rather than as the calculated results of the Green New Deal policies that have devastated hydrocarbon energy reserves, squandered agricultural resources, and destabilized already fragile global shipping networks. The reckless money printing and spending have now put central banks charged with manipulating the monetary system into this precarious position of choosing how to best, um, really to commit economic suicide for a lot of people from the poisons of spiraling inflation or the cascading domino effect of overleveraged government debt, and while billionaires, foreign governments, build back better, communists, they seize fertile Western land from their own nefar- for their own nefarious purposes. So the article calls this the Davos death cult, <laughs> and it's already lecturing the the peasants that it's time to shift to eating a diet of bugs rather than meat. No matter how you shake it, these are the dangerous people with bad intentions all around the world. And while they push for war, starvation and economic collapse. Now, again, I'm telling everybody, I'm not trying to scare you. And this is an article I want to go through with you because the Bible says Jesus talked about Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, pandemics, famines. Matthew twenty four. This all of this was included in this article, and these things are actually happening. But you say, I Dave, you got me biting my nails, and I I am um, I'm going I'm I'm ready to go back and get in bed and pull the covers up over my head, not face the day anymore. No, 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 no. Remember what I said. It's all in your perspective. I'm living in the same world you're living in. And me and my wife are doing great. You say, well, you guys are rich. I'm, not, I'm, I'm nowhere near being rich. It's not about the money. I'm serving almighty God. And he's living, he's working and, and moving in my life. And I'm seeing him. Dave, you go so far and then, hey, I've got to pivot. Don't do that anymore. You're going to do this now. Nope, now you're going to do this. And he's leading and guiding my life. And because I've given my life to him 110%, he is moving in my life. And I can see the hand of God all through my life. And it's a testimony to his power, his working power in 2022. The Bible has come alive in my life. And I'm watching it play out right before my very eyes. And it's not just for me. It's for everybody listening to me. some of these different events that are happening around the world. Now, I want to set the stage for this first one. Because the Bible does prophesy of a world-governing body that will be established in the end time. Revelation 13, 1 through 3. John saw a beast that had ten horns, seven-headed ten-horned beasts. It had a beast that had ten horns, it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the 10 horn kingdom... This is a. All those beasts symbolize nations Germany, Russia, Great Britain, the 10 nation union that will come out of the European Union. So, all of these nations is totally uh, uh, centered in Europe or around Europe. And so, these are going to be the major players in the world government in the end time. The Bible's very specific. The Bible says this beast would be wounded with a deadly wound, the deadly wound would be healed. When the deadly wound was healed, all the world would wonder after the beast. So it's a world-governing body. The deadly wound that was healed was a tearing down of the Berlin Wall on Hitler's Third Reich. And so it's the, this is the world-governing body. Well, we see that playing out in our world in a million different ways. But I want to focus on one thing and then we'll get to some more articles. I want you to always remember when you see President Joe Biden. Now, you say, well, you know, you talk about him a lot. You hate the guy. I don't hate the guy. I don't even know the guy. I would love to set him down and have a talk with him and explain to him about the world government, world religion, all these different things because he needs to know that we do not want the United States to be a part of that in any way, shape, or form. But, he is in Israel today and he's going to he's going into East Jerusalem he's going to meet with uh, Mahmoud Abbas who's over the Palestinian Authority and he believes in a two state solution that means Israel will have to trade promised land for peace me as a Christian I could never condone that Israel go against the Bible and trade land for peace. That's the two-state solution. God told them, when you go in there, you inhabit the land. You drive them out. And you inhabit all the promised land that I've given you. But because they've made negotiations and peace agreements and this, that, and the other, then Israel's paid for it. They paid a cost for it. And so, it's going to happen again. They're going to sign a peace agreement in the future, I do not not agree that they should. They will. The Bible says they will. But Joe Biden's going in there with the mentality of the international community. And so I would love to talk to him and say, look, we we don't want the United States pulled off into all this. However, I want you to always remember one thing. President Joe Biden is a globalist. When he is negotiating... In these foreign countries, when he goes overseas, even here in the United States, when you hear him talk about the United Nations a different place, Joe Biden is always negotiating on behalf of the United Nations, not on behalf of America. Now, I know that you say, well, that sounds strange. Listen to me. When he, when he started putting us back in the Paris Climate Agreement, And he agrees with the Sustainable Development Goals and all these globalistic open borders. Open borders is a world government play. That's why he... Why? Why would he not, with the strongest military on the planet... I know I talk about this almost every day. But why would he not, with the strongest military on the planet, protect our border, folks? There are people being murdered down there. Drugs are pouring across our southern border. they're sex trafficking innocent women and children across our border here in the United States of America. It, it, what's going on on there is horrible. Why? Ask yourself. Why, as the President of the United States, would he not take our military and lock that border down? If you want to come into America, great. Come in legally. Come through the ports of entry, get vetted, and come on in. Come one, come all, I say. But come in legally. Because we don't want some of the, all this other mess coming in here. I'm not against immigration, but I'm against drug traffickers and all this other stuff that's coming across. That's what happens when you have open borders. The United Nations has did this big study just recently and said that our southern border is the most dangerous in the world, folks. So, yeah, When consider President Biden, globalist, believes in a world government, believes in the United Nations, and also think about the, the um, Biden-Penn Center for Global Governance. It was established, uh, Penn University and, and uh, Joe Biden they're working together. Now they have the big sitting there. The, you can go look it up on the Internet. The Biden-Penn Center for Global Governance. It's, it actually says on the website, addressing threats to the liberal international order, world government, and the U, he, it actually states on there, U.S. leadership has sustained an open world for more than 70 years. Today, this order is under threat. It is being challenged by authoritarians and extremists, And strained by the pace, scope, and distributive, uh, disruptive nature, and global change. And he says, it is in our interest as Americans to defend the liberal international order. Where did he get that at? It's not in our interest to defend the liberal, liberal international order. We believe in, if you're an American, hopefully you believe in nationalism. Not in world government. But yet he's saying, no, we need to protect the liberal international order, this world government, this new world order. He is a globalist. So when he's traveling overseas or talking in these speeches and different things, you have to understand his mindset. He's not pro-America. He's pro-world government. So when I read the article, Roll Call, it's from Roll Call, the article was, the GOP resist Democrats' push for more United Nations funding despite China's growing influence. It said, by including a down payment of more than a billion dollars owed to the United Nations peacekeeping, the House Foreign Aid Bill strengthens the U.S. position on the world stage. In other words, giving more money to the world government strengthens our U.S. position on the world stage, especially in regards to increasing global investments by authoritarian regimes. I don't want to strengthen our image on the, United, the world government stage by giving money to the world government. No, we've got the strongest military on the planet. After World War II, we, we were victorious in Europe and Japan, folks. We fought two fronts in World War II and were victorious in both. The, the international community realized they could not defeat us militarily. And so, but yet now we've got to give money to a world-governing body to, to improve our stand on the world stage? I don't think so. Only in the mind of a globalist, okay? Next article, The Sociable, The Bank of Russia. Okay, so uh, Mark of the Beast, Revelation 13, 16 through 18. The Bible says he will give everybody, rich and poor, uh, free and bond, everybody a number, a, a mark without which they will be able to buy or sell. The mark of the beast is simply going to be a global numbering system that they will use to economically sanction people into conformance to the edicts of the world governing body, to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. They will they'll be able to control. Without this number, this mark, you won't be able to buy or sell. It's Revelation 13, 16 through 18. So, the sociable... I'm always watching into global numbering systems and different things where they would be able to buy and sell. The system is already way down the pike. We're not at the beginning. We're at the culmination of it. And the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over that and use it to force people to, into uh, bowing down to his edicts and worshiping him. Now, the sociable. They ran an article. The Bank of Russia, the Central Bank of Russia. You understand the Federal Reserve here. They run our economy. It's a a cabal of private bankers. Okay. Now consider the Bank of Russia. It says it explores centralized digital currency systems that can restrict certain purchases. Did you hear what I said? A centralized, a government-ran digital currency ...that can restrict certain purchases. That comes from CyberPolyon 2021. So they say, the digital ruble will explore setting conditions... ...on permitted terms of use of a given unit of currency. This comes from uh, Russia's Central Bank Deputy Governor. Russia's Central Bank is exploring a two-tiered digital ruble... ...that would allow users to restrict certain types of purchases... And all transactions would be recorded on a centralized or a a government, the central bank 's ledger they 'll know everything you do everything everything coming into your account, everything coming out of your account and they 're making these things programmable that yes, you can use it for this, but you can 't use it for this. What if they wanted to cut off your giving to your church or giving to a any kind of a religious um, Donating to any kind of a, an orphanage or anything, what if they wanted to cut that off? What if they want? What if you wanted to give to a uh, a, a conservative, um, nationalistic campaign, presidential campaign, but yet they're liberal? They would say, "Oh no, they could cut that off." They, they want to program that so they can control what you buy and sell. S- uh, the article goes on to say, speaking at the annual Polyon cybersecurity exercise, the Bank of Russia Deputy Governor, Alexei Zabotkin, laid out the central bank's plan for a digital ruble. He said the digital ruble will permit better... Now think about a, being a Russian and hearing this. This central bank digital currency, which Joe Biden is proposing with the the, the uh, central bank digital currency here in America from the Federal Reserve, but Russia, the... the uh, The guy with the central bank said the digital ruble will permit better traceability of payments and money flow and also explore the possibility of setting conditions on permitted terms of use of a given unit of currency. In times of resource shortages, could the last mile excess of commercial banks allow them to restrict purchases on certain quantities of goods like gasoline? in other words, ration gasoline by your central bank digital currency on meat, on toilet paper, depending on permissions that they allow on the digital currency that they supply. Now listen to me. This is not a prophecy article. I didn't write this on trying to make it align up with Bible prophecy. But I'm telling you, 2,000 years ago, John wrote in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, that in the end time, there would be a world government, a world religion established, and they would use a global numbering system to be able to control what everybody would buy or sell to get them to bow down to the edicts of the world governing body. Now we have central banks, the the, uh, the, uh, Bank for International Settlements, which is the central bank of the central banks, They just did a report, I think it was back in January of this year, that 90% of the central banks around the world are looking into and considering rolling out a central bank digital currency. Folks, you talk about a global numbering system to to control buying and selling.
3: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry
0: You know, you guys got me all fired up. And now I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to get through half of this program. If, if I do not have to do a television show Wednesday, I will do part two of this. We'll see how it goes because I'm shooting uh, the Understanding the End Time this week. So, I, man, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I, I'd love to do part two of this. Uh, we'll see. But let me finish this article. The Bank of Russia will maintain the centralized ledger on the, banks, uh, the Bank of Russia's techn- technological platform, and all transactions will be recorded on this ledger, the central bank exec added. Now, again, our central bank here in the United States, it's a cabal of private bankers. It has nothing to do with the federal government. Nothing. But yet, they help to run... The people who are in the White House, because Joe Biden has said, well, all of these Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies—they're non, they're, they're, they're non-decentralized. They're not; the government can't track them and control them. So there have been some people taking advantage of that, and so the government is going to oversee that. All the while, they're researching considering putting out a central bank digital currency by the Federal Reserve, which is a, again, a cabal of private bankers. Always remember that. It's not the government that's running our economy. You, you never hear the Congress raised interest rates. The Congress, a group of elected officials, you never hear that. Because the Federal Reserve Act took the power away from Congress, a group of elected individuals, to run, our, to run our economy and gave it to a private cabal of bankers that now run our economy and are making money hand over fist. And so that's what's happening in the United States of America right now. That's why the Federal Reserve, this private group of bankers, they raise and lower the interest rates. Okay. So it's not an elected official. the The Federal Reserve has never been audited. They are a they are all on their own. It's a just a and you can't go knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'd like to invest in the in the Federal Reserve." They're going to say, "No, you've already been doing it your whole life by giving us your taxes, <laughs> but or paying interest on all the loans that the United States has got." But I'm just saying, it's it we got to understand really what's going on in the world. And that it actually says in, the, in Russia, under this CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency Scheme, all transactions would be recorded on this single centralized ledger controlled by the government. And the digital ruble, ruble according to the, um, to the bet, would be more convenient and more competitive. But at the same time, it would also be centralized Recorded on a ledger, and come with the ability to restrict purchases. Remember the 2,000-year-old prophecy. Without it, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. That's what they're talking about right here. And it goes on to say, Running a parallel to the training exercise were discussions on how to tackle everything from ransomware and supply chain attacks to implementing resilient digital currencies and a desire for global governance of the Internet. All this stuff prophesied 2,000 years ago. We're watching it come to pass right before our very eyes. The next article comes from Modern Diplomacy. Strengthening multilateralism is the only way, or strengthening a world government is the only way to peace, uh, a peaceful world for all. So, it says, Stronger collaborations among countries is the only sustainable path to a peaceful, stable, prosperous world for all. This comes from none other than socialist U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. He told this to the G20 foreign ministers meeting in Bali, Indonesia last Friday. He said, strengthening, in other words, all of these different uh, crises, whether real or imagined, all the different crises around the world and all of the different conflicts around the world, the only way that we can handle those conflicts and And manage all of the crises is the strengthening of world government. That's always their answer. It's totally humanitarian. No God in the factor. It's always look to the world government for your needs. And so they said strengthening multilateralism or world government, the theme of this session is not a choice but a necessity. Gutierrez said he said it is the only way to avoid widespread food shortages so in other words the only way to avoid widespread food shortages is just is to have a stronger world government he says the deepening climate chaos which is an absolute hoax what do we need a stronger world government and a wave of poverty what do we need to manage that a stronger world government and destitution that will leave no country untouched. What do we need? A stronger world government. According to Antonio Guterres, the head of the United Nations. So, all of the world's needs. Don't look to God. Don't, look to, don't pray to God. Look to the world government. That's the goal of all of this. That's what I was talking about in Revelation 13, 1-3. The world government that the Antichrist will usurp authority over, in the end time. This is what they're creating. New world order is world government. Liberal international order is world government. The sociable comes out with another article. The World Economic Forum pushes digital IDs, central bank digital currencies, ESG, which is environmental, social, and governance, pushing them into all these businesses, woke businesses, and crackdowns on misinformation in the Future Focus Report. So, the World Economics Future Focus Report for 2025. It's a roadmap for steering society towards a great reset with the help of great narratives. Listen, you can go there to a chart. You can go to the article I just mentioned, and there's a chart on there where they talk about everything you in the future that they want you to have to have a digital ID have access to food and I mean all kinds of things it's a big giant chart go to the article and check it out uh, if you're driving in your car you're listening to the radio go to endtime.com and today uh, today's program will be archived check out the chart on the article uh, also the world economic forum the future focus 2025 plan says a digital identity layer should be developed independently from other parts of payment processes as hundreds of governments, listen closely, as hundreds of governments globally explore fully traceable, programmable, and permissions-based digital currencies that will allow central banks to control what you can. Think about Bible prophecy here. This is what we're doing. But this article about the World Economic Forum, it says... Based These digital currencies that will allow central banks, a private group of bankers, not a true government entity. It will allow these central banks to control what you can purchase and what you cannot purchase. Buying and selling and these uh, central bank digital currencies will require that every citizen have a digital wallet. Joe Biden talks about this with the central bank digital currencies that will be proposed by the Federal Reserve pegged to their digital identity. This is what ID2020 and ID40, the ID2020, the United Nations, ID40 with the World Bank, this is their effort to number every single human being on the planet. Why? Because they want to be, when you number people, it's all about control. You say, well, no, Dave, hold on a minute. They said I just need it to uh, for access to government subsidies and things like that. Listen to me. The only reason to number people, the only reason is to control them. They want to there there are huge efforts in the world to drive us off of cash onto a digital platform, totally digital footprint, because they can, they're already talking about programmable central bank digital currencies that can, they will be able to control what you buy and so that they'll know the money coming into your account, the money going out. They can control that money so the the individual, nobody could purchase from a certain individual. So they will have access to all this. And I'm, I tell you, I'm getting an education on, the, on all these different... Um, Data points and things, or Facebook and all this other social networking. We got a guy that we're working with now. We'll be sharing some of this with you in the near future. But he was telling us about how much what Facebook does and what your phone does, and and uh, all of the data points. He said Facebook knows more about you than you can imagine. And listen at this: your phone your phone laying on the table beside you at dinner. You're having a conversation with your husband and wife. You're having a business meeting. Whatever. Your phone listens to you and it can hear, It picks out certain keywords from things you've said and will market to you. That's why you've been talking about, man, I need to go get a new pair of tennis shoes. I want to start running. And then you'll start getting tennis shoe commercials on your social networking and stuff, because your phone is listening to every word you say. And it's so detailed that if your phone is laying in the same proximity near another person's phone while you have lunch, it can tell with with the other person talking what they like and market to them things you like because you guys are friends. I mean, it's crazy. This is all happening. So when you talk about a central bank digital currency that they can program and say, okay, nobody can buy X thing from, nobody can buy a Bible from such a person. It will control buying and selling by your central bank digital currency. Again, I'm going to tell you again, the Bank for International Settlements, which is the central bank of the central banks, said that 90% of the world's central banks are either have already issued a central bank digital currency, China, the yuan, or they're considering, looking into it, researching it. I promise you it's going to start rolling out like crazy in just a very short period of time here, central bank digital currencies, because it's all about control. They say, oh, no, it's freedom. We want to give all of the people that do not have a digital ID, a legal ID right now, it will be freedom for them. It will get them onto a banking system and help them. No, no, listen to me. It's all about control, tracking. That's where it's going to end up. The Bible tells us where it's going to end up. I'm not sitting sitting here guessing. And so these are, we're watching prophecy, every single prophecy unfold right before our very eyes. That puts a sense of urgency in into the Age and End Time Ministries. We, we've got to get on more platforms, and we are. Just wait. There's some big things coming down the pike we're going to be sharing with you once they come to pass, and End Time Ministries is fixing to explode. Just get ready, everybody, because God's with us. God is moving. God's blessing us. Man, I wish Irvin Baxter could be here on this side to see it. But I know he's over on the, uh, the other portal in heaven watching and cheering us on. So, man, God bless everybody. I'm, it's exciting to live in these times. It's all in your perspective. God bless. You guys have a great afternoon.
3: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of Entime Ministries.